You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to another episode of Locked On Cardinals for June the 17th. This one's all about Jack Flurry and how he needs to step up, but also we need to be patient with him after returning from injury. I am Lucas Smith, host of the show. You can find me on Twitter at LJFastball. This show today is brought to you by Sports Card Investor. Download the Sports Card Investor app today and easily browse over 630,000 cards from every sport with hundreds more added each week. Available for free in Google Play and the Apple App Stores or go to sportscardinvestor.com slash locked on. Very excited to tell you about Sports Card Investor a little bit more coming up in the show. But we are going to start today talking about Jack Flaherty and how his first start on Wednesday was not ideal. Uh, was only able to go three innings with his 60 pitch count limit, and it was three underwhelming innings, as I mentioned. There, there's a balancing act to this here, in my opinion, with with Jack Flaherty because you have to recognize this is his, you know, first first uh, first attack at going back at being healthy. You know, he could have used another rehab start. There were a couple tweets about that the other day. But I still think that we saw good managing from Ali Marmol in the fact that he was able to trust Jack Flaherty. I think we would have been praising that decision a little bit more if Flaherty would have gone out there and thrown three and four shutout innings. But you also have to look at the fact that he was not aided by his defense at all. Uh, of his four runs, only two of those were earned. And he'll, he'll tell you it's on him that he needs to be better because at the end of the day he does. The control was not there as he walked two in those three innings. Um, and of his 60 pitches, 37 of those were strikes. So but the control just wasn't as sharp as you might like it to be. But just looking at the you know, the, the game by game and watching it, the, the defense just was not there. Starts out really good as Marcano with, with a strikeout swinging. Then you've got a triple by Brian Reynolds. You walk Hayes. And then a ground out by Vogelbach that could have been a double play. You've got a single given up by Cal Mitchell. So in the first, that's two runs. And then you've got the second inning. You've got the bunts. Jack Flaherty throws one away. Yadier Molina throws one away. You've got those two bunts that, that really just killed it. And again, going back to the first inning, you've had Brendan Donovan there at first base that if that's picked cleanly, you get a double play, you get out of the inning. And I hate to say this part as well because I love Donovan so much, but if Paul Goldschmidt's there, you have to really think that it's going to be a successful double play because he is so sure-handed there at first base. So a lot of little things didn't go the way that they should have gone for the Cardinals. I think that that is a big factor in this, and that cannot be lost. And again, th- those are going to happen every start, but it just seemed to all pile on on Jack Flaherty in that first start as he is only able to go again three innings. And I uh, forgot to mention this at the top of the show, but it just hit my mind. Uh, if you did not listen to the first show and you're wondering why the quality might be, uh, video night might be not as good or the, the, the audio, a um, couple of t- uh, equipmental failures have caused me to kind of go through just uh, just earbuds and a, and, a, and a handset microphone for for these first couple episodes of today. So apologize for that. Hoping to get the equipment fixed soon. But uh, anyways, it, it was underwhelming. There, there's no way you can you can look at me and say, yep, that game was just as advertised. It's okay. Because even Flaherty said, you know, I'm not working my way back. Like, I should have performed better. You know, he, he said it was BS for, for you know, for, for keep it PG of that, of that narrative. Of, well, it's just as one start back. It's okay. And to be honest, I love that about Jack Flaherty. That, that he is always trying to be better. Even when he... Even when he goes, you know, seven innings, gives up just two run runs, he's going to complain about those two run runs and how that, that's on him and how he needs to make better pitches. 
So now with his next start, whenever that is, whether it's Monday against Milwaukee, whether they they push it to Sunday against the Red Sox because it's supposed to be Palante's start, or they push it to Tuesday, or they give him a little bit more rest, whenever it might be, I expect Flaherty to perform. Hopefully it's on not a pitch count. If it is, maybe it's, it's 75, maybe it's 80, and he's able to go four or five innings. But it was, it's one of those, it's a balancing act, right, of, of Jack Flaherty realizing, at least from the outside perspective, that it was his first start back at the major league level this season, so it's going to take time. The command clearly was not there, but also recognizing that you could see the stuff was there, and you could see why the Cardinals wanted to, to keep him out there. He did strike out three in those three innings. He pitched a scoreless third inning. Uh, he was able to, to bounce back, and it was a 1-2-3 third inning as well, three ground outs. And you, you've got the, the minor league stat line, the minor league statistics to show that Flaherty does have the stuff and did look good in that start, in, in his couple rehab starts at Memphis. So the, the argument was, could he have used another start at Memphis? Maybe. There, there's, there's a decent argument for that. But I would much rather the, him try and work back at the major league level because the offense almost came back for him. And I'll talk about that a little bit more in segment number three. But Jack Flaherty was not the savior right away that he needed to be for the St. Louis Cardinals. And again, I talked about this a little bit in the first show that I did today about how the starting staff has really stepped up more than I think they're given credit for. Wayne Wright's pitching unbelievably still. Michaelis has turned in a couple of phenomenal starts. Dakota Hudson has turned in a couple starts even before that clunker of a start in his last time out. But Flaherty still needs to be that guy for the Cardinals. Now, the question is, can he be? I think he can. I'll talk about a little bit more of that in segment number two and what he can be mean for this pitching staff. But Flaherty is one of those guys that, that he has all the potential in the world, right? And I think we, we, we did see that potential in start number one. You know, the ball bounces differently. A bunch filled up differently. We're talking about a whole different start, a whole different dynamic for Jack Flaherty if a couple little things go his way. A couple little things go the Cardinals' way, and all of a sudden we're probably talking about a four-game sweep at the hands of, or against the Pittsburgh Pirates, and we're probably talking about a Jack Flaherty coming back and, and impressing. So the next step for Flaherty would be to improve the control, right? Be a little more sharp with his pitches, and for the Cardinal defense to simply be the Cardinal defense. I know Molina committed an error, which which is very rare. Jack Flaherty himself committed an error, which is pretty rare as well. He's usually pretty sure-handed, but it, it was just one of those days. It was hot. It was humid. You know that the the elements probably weren't in his favor uh, in St. Louis, which he won't use it as an excuse, and he shouldn't. But that is something that, that played a factor in it, in my opinion, or at least could have played a factor in that game. So you have to to look at it like it's one start. It's not the end of the world. He came back from it at least so far healthy. He didn't say, yeah, but the shoulder still hurt, something else hurt, something was pinching. That's a huge positive. Because Jack Flaherty, I know he can be somewhat polarizing for Cardinal fans for what he has to say on Twitter and different things, which is what it is, but... At the end of the day, he is one of those guys that can be a top-level arm. He's got the stuff. He's got the demeanor. He's got the, the attitude. He just wants to pitch. You know, there's a story by, uh, I think it was Katie Wu in The Athletic that was taken by, he just wants to pitch. It's all he wants to do for the last three years. It's been grueling. It's been tough. He just got to grind through it. I think that maybe this was just the one last bump in the road. Now, this, this is also not to say that if he does one more bad start, then it's over, or if he does one more good start, then it's fixed automatically. But there is a sense of one start, it's okay, things didn't go his way. I think that's what it comes down to. Maybe this is me being too optimistic, or maybe this is me being you know, too much of a fan, wanted to cheer for Flaherty in his return. 
but I do believe that he has the stuff to compete at this level, and I do believe that he can be, you know, the the one A one B two level type starter, ace level type starter. <clears throat> excuse me, that he that the Cardinals would like him to be, that the, that his stuff would allow him to be. And I think that it was just one start, and I think it's going to be okay. I truly, truly do. So, what is the, what what can he do going forward? You know, I talked a little bit about you know the, the stuff. What can he do going forward to fix it, and what can't he be for this Cardinal rotation? Talk a little bit more about that point uh, coming up here in just a moment. But first, we have an exciting new partner to tell you about. Um, and this episode is brought to you by Sports Card Investor. This is a wonderful app. It's completely free. You can browse over 630,000 cards from every sport, hundreds more added each week. Check the latest values of your favorite cards with 7-day or 30-day charts. You can find the best prices and buy directly through the app with our eBay deals feature. Because whether you're a casual card collector looking for exciting alternative investment opportunities, the free sports card investor app has something for you. You got breakout stars or prospects debuting. You can check out the value or find great deals on the cards. And if you also want older cards, you want nostalgia, you can go back in time and see how much your favorite cards are worth today. Or if you're just interested to getting into sports cards, you can find great deals on your favorite players of today. Personal card stories are incredible. I love playing cards. I've toyed around on this app a little bit. It's incredible. I collected cards growing up, and now I can do it today. Looking at this app, it's wonderful and incredible. Please download the Sports Card Investor app today. It's available for free on the Google Play and App Stores, or go to sportscardinvestor.com slash locked on. Again, that is sportscardinvestor.com slash locked on. Jack Flaherty is... Again, a polarizing figure for some. Some think he can be the, the ace that I that I've talked about. Some think that he that he can't be, that he's that he just lost it. But I truly believe that that demeanor is there. I truly believe that that he can be the ace and that, that again, just little things didn't go his way. I talked about this on Wednesday's episode, that he has the stuff, he has the numbers to back it up. That slider is a wipeout slider. When he establishes the fastball in the inner portion of the plate, it plays because of how good the slider is, and it makes the slider better. That, 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 that's how Flaherty can be successful. He's able to have the control, establish the fastball in the inner portion, and then people start trying to bail out, trying to pull side, get pull happy with that fastball, and then you drop a slider down and, down and away, get him a swing and a miss or strike one, two, or three, whatever it might be. But the stuff can be there for Flaherty. And the, the question as well is that, that people need to ask is, you know, I talk, that I talk about that he can be the ace that the Cardinals need him to be, and I talk about it, he has that capability, he has that potential. Does he need to be what he was in the second half of 2019? Minuscule ERA, savior of the season, you know, ace-level type stuff, really his rise to stardom was in that season. The answer is no. The answer is no, that he does not need to be a miracle worker for the St. Louis Cardinals. Now, he does need to pitch a lot better than he did on Wednesday. I, I still acknowledge that. I don't want that to get lost in translation. That you know, people listening to this episode are just thinking, "Oh, Lucas does thinks he pitched great on Wednesday, and that he does need to fix things." No, he needs to pitch better. I mean, that, that's <laughs> that's obvious. And I think that with, with Flaherty, what it comes down to is that he just needs to to pitch to his potential. And it sounds so simple, but he doesn't need to try hard to to light up the radar gun, to light up the world, because his stuff will play at this level. I'm telling you, his stuff will play. 
and I talked about this on Wednesday's show before he got hurt in 2021, he put up numbers. He was under sub three ERA in 11 starts, eight and one. He was really, really good before that start against the Dodgers when he got hurt swinging the bat and cost him a season. He was really good post 2000, you know, obviously second half 2019. He had some good starts in 2020. His ERA was ballooned a little bit because of a bad start against Milwaukee. But he has shown us in the past that he has the capability. And I think that for, for him to be successful, he needs to just rely on the stuff, not overcomplicate things. Because, again, he's got that demeanor. You know, he's got that, that it factor, in my opinion, of, of being that guy for the St. Louis Cardinals. Just don't try and do too much is what is, is what I'm trying to get at here. Don't try and be, you know, Bob Gibson in, in the World Series. Just be Jack Flaherty. I think that, that he knows that. I think that he knows that he can execute better on his pitches. I think that he knows that he can do different things to be to improve. Excuse me, I had to take a uh, drink of water there. But for this staff to be successful, I think Flaherty needs to be in it. I will say that. It's, it's all about, like, all these things can be true, and Flaherty – is going to work his way back. Hopefully, the next time out, he's able to go, you know, five innings, you know, 80, 90 pitches. Hopefully, maybe even they lift the pitch count altogether. Because the big, the, the big positive, I think, the overall positive for me coming out of that last start, I talked about it a little bit. So far, you know, knock on wood, knock on something. Superstitious people out there. He has come back from that start healthy. Wasn't any complications. He didn't feel anything pinched, or at least it hasn't been reported. He hasn't had anything come back to say, oh, he's hurt. Oh. Something's still wrong. Setback. He's come back positive. He's come back healthy. Obviously, it's, it's still been just, you know, a day and some change now. Is recording this Friday afternoon. But hopefully, if he's able to stay healthy, that will help the Cardinals because a healthy Jack Flaherty is a good Jack Flaherty. I think that is what we've seen. He was top five in the Cy, or in the Cy Young. Top five in the Rookie of the Year voting in 2019 when he was healthy. A healthy Jack Flaherty is a good Jack Flaherty. So you just have to... Not, not hope. He's obviously put it together a lot of work, but you have to expect him to be healthy because a good Jack Flaherty is a healthy Jack Flaherty. So the next couple of days are going to be key to see if how his body responds after the high-intensity level, particularly the hot human St. Louis first major league start, I'm sure, of 2022. I'm sure the adrenaline was high, all these different things. So how does the body respond to that? If he's able to stay healthy, he can be Maybe not the savior, but he can be the guy for the Cardinals. Because right now, what we're seeing the starting rotation do is everybody else is stepping up individually. Talked about it. Miles Michaelis, I know it's just two starts, but he's had a phenomenal season outside of those two starts. Dakota Hudson, a couple of good starts. Hopefully he corrects it uh, this weekend after the bad start against Cincinnati. Adam Wainwright continues to impress. Andre Pallante, impressive. So all these starting pitchers are finally starting to impress a little bit day by day. And I know that Pallante gave up the home run, uh, the loss on, on Wednesday. But still, Plante has been impressive. So now if Jack Flaherty come in and be Jack Flaherty, all of a sudden, a rotation of Flaherty, Wainwright, Michaelis, Hudson, and Plante, or maybe it's Matt when he comes back, but regardless, that's a pretty solid starting rotation. I will say that. that at least we'll, we'll leave number five to be for a little bit. But looking at those four, Jack Flaherty, pitching healthy, pitching wonderfully, it's a good Jack Flaherty. We've seen that. Again, I cannot emphasize enough. We've seen what a healthy Jack Flaherty can do. Adam Wainwright is pitching like he's 20 or 30, not 40. He continues to put up good numbers. 
Miles Michaelis has found his control. He is putting up great numbers. Dark Horse Young Award candidate. Phenomenal. Dakota Hudson, if he's able to, to show, I talked about this in the first episode today, if he's able to show that those two seven-inning starts with two runs or less weren't flukes, and that that is, the, that is the true Dakota Hudson, that's a really, really good number four starting pitcher. And then the fifth starter's role, you can figure it out. Maybe it's Matt when he comes back. Maybe Hicks if he comes back sooner. But right now it's Volante. You could do a lot worse than what Volante's done. So this starting rotation can be, maybe not scary good, but it can be daunting for a for an opponent. Because I've talked about that the last two series, I have made the points that the pitching lines up pretty good for St. Louis. Because all of a sudden you have pitchers pitching well. This weekend, I talked about it in the first episode today. You've got Wayne Knight tonight, Hudson tomorrow, Palante on Sunday. I'll take, your, I'll take my chances with those four. Those three, excuse me. I really will. I know it's against Boston, so something's probably going to go wrong because Cardinals and Fenway don't have a great history. Uh, um, but I really do think that this rotation can be really good. I've been really high on this rotation. I'm really high on the bullpen all, all year long, even though that they have underperformed. Right? I guess I should say I've been high, I was high on the bullpen coming into the year, even though the bullpen has underperformed a little bit outside of the big three. But I just think that Flaherty coming back, a healthy Flaherty is a good Flaherty. If they keep Flaherty healthy, I'm excited for the future of, of, of this rotation. Some might say that's a big if. Some might say he's injury prone. And I can understand if the frustration with Jack Flaherty and, and his injuries over the last couple of years. But I do think that Flaherty can come back and help this team. You know, he came back last year, got hurt again after the Kansas City start. Uh, so it's going to be important to see how his body recovers over the next few days. And if he's able to make his next start full go, full health, then I have confidence in Flaherty. Keep Flaherty healthy. This rotation is going to be fine. So underwhelming, absolutely. Work to, work to be done, absolutely. But still, at least on my end, some excitement for Jack Flaherty. Let me know if you're excited or not excited. So uh, I haven't talked about the offense here in game number four of the Pittsburgh series, so we'll talk about that to finish up the show. Uh, but again, if you haven't listened to the, f- the first show of the day talking about Wainwright, Waka, Cardinals, Red Sox, Molina on the injured list, you can head over to the first episode of the day that was released uh, a little bit earlier today uh, for that information. But before I talk about the offense form, the Pittsburgh game, I do want to talk about LinkedIn, because as sun comes out and small businesses are back in business, LinkedIn Jobs makes it easier for you to grow your team. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the people to you want to interview faster and for free. You can create a job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then you add your job and add the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skill sets that you want to hire as well as the right experience. You can bring them in to interview and ultimately hire them. This is why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster because did you know that nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockedonmlb. That's linkedin.com slash locked on MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. I also want to tell you about the incredible best tasting protein bar in the business of Built Bar. And I'm telling you today, talk about Built Bar Mud Pie. You know how our friends at Built are always coming up with new amazing flavors. Well, this time they've done it again with the new Mud Pie flavor. 
and for the first time built introducing introducing the mud pie flavor in both mud pie bar and mud pie puff. Not sure what mud pie tastes like. Well, if you're a chocolate fan, you better sit down for a second. And I know I was whenever I first got the information about this. The new mud pie bar is rich with whipped cream, chocolate mousse, smothered in 100% real chocolate, and topped with cookies and cream crumble. If that's not incredible, I don't know what is. So you've got to try mud pie as soon as possible, and you need to hurry, because the mud pie bar and mud pie puff are only available for a limited time. Visit built.com to taste the deliciousness for yourself. And if you're not convinced, all right. Well, luckily, we've saved the best for last. It's actually good for you. No, really. All built products are low calories, high protein, low sugar. Mud pie itself is packed with 16 grams of protein, only 150 calories, and 8 grams of sugar. It's like your mom made, baked the most deliciously creamy chocolate mud pie, wrapped it up just for you, and added protein. Mud pie bars and puffs are available at built.com right now, but they're going fast because they are delicious. Like all built bars, are covered 100% in real chocolate. That means they're healthy and tasty. And especially with mud pie, they are incredibly tasty. Again, chocolate mousse, whipped cream, cookies and cream crumble. It's not too good to be true. Stop drooling. Get to built.com today and order your box of mud pie bars and puffs. Now you won't regret it. So be sure to go to built.com and use the promo code LOCK15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 to get 15% off your order. Use LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. take a drink of water because of how good those mud pie bars taste and I cannot wait to get my hand my hand on some of mine I've got a mail to me so I'm very excited to order them but nevertheless we'll finish up the show talking a little bit about some Cardinal offense because they did fall in the finale against the Pittsburgh Pirates six to four uh, they were down four nothing they come back to tie the game thanks to one run in the second three runs in the fifth and then Palante gives up the two home runs or the two run home run rather in the seventh but this now, you can't complain with what the Cardinal offense has been doing over the last couple of days, the last couple of weeks, really. Uh, you know, you can complain about the Rays series, and I get that. It'll be important to see what the Cardinals can do against another playoff-caliber team in the Boston Red Sox, or at least an above 500 team. Cardinals, uh, I don't face many of those, but overall, you get nine hits on Wednesday. Cardinals walked four times, only struck out six times. You had doubles from Goldschmidt and Donovan. You had Bader with a triple in this game. That was exciting. And the Carlson home run. We're starting to see Carlson find the power stroke a little bit. Uh, it was, he hits his uh, fourth home run of the season. Donovan had a three-hit day, which is something that's, un, you know, it, it's hard to really calculate how good Donovan is. I, I mean, I'm, I'm a huge, if you haven't noticed yet, I'm a huge Brendan Donovan fan. But going back to Carlson for a little bit, in his last seven games, you know, five for 17, couple home runs, four runs driven in, three walks, it's a 294 on average, 400 on base, 706 slugging. You go back to his last 15 games, which go back to before he was hurt. Um, he's slashing 327, 377 on base, 510 slugging. You know, he's got, you know, the two home runs that he hit uh, against the, the Pirates this week. Dylan Carlson's starting to swing it. And I think that that's something that we can take notice about here. I know that Carlson was only one out of three, uh, but he also walked once. The average is starting to climb for Carlson. And this is, again, the kind of person we're seeing that we saw before the injury. And we're seeing it from both sides of the plate. He had a right-handed home run <coughs> excuse me, earlier in the series, and this one he, he hit left-handed. So we're seeing the power st stroke from both sides of the plate. This is what we're seeing. And that is huge for this team if the Cardinals want to want to advance at all because this, this outfield needs to play a factor in the Cardinals' season. 
And so far, they've played overall negative factor. Uh, you saw Bayer again go one for four with that triple. O'Neal had another hit. He only struck out once. That's huge. <laughs> uh, but you, you, you did have some opportunities as the Cardinals go just one for 10 with an in scoring position. They stranded nine. So obviously, that is a huge negative from this game. That you had a chance to to get the sweep. You had a chance to to nail the the put put the nail in the coffin to to, to bury the Pirates. Um, at least in the series, obviously the Pirates aren't going to make the playoffs. Uh, but you had a chance to to really stick it to them with that four game sweep. Um, but at the end of the day, the Cardinals were unable to do so, and it's not the end of the world. You, know, you still walk away with positives, both offensively as a whole and offensively just on Wednesday night, with the four runs coming back. Nine hits, only you know, struck out only six times, walk four, it's, it's, that's good. So offensively, not concerned for this team. And again, it will be interesting to see what the Cardinals can do against a playoff caliber team like Boston and see what they can do, especially against Michael Walker tonight. Again, if I haven't told you enough, episode number one today was about Wayne Wright versus Walker as well as the rest of the Red Sox series, so that was super fun. Um, but from the Cardinals' standpoint, offensively, not super concerned. This is an offense that's starting to click. Goldschmidt still... Unbelievably on fire, even though he he didn't hit a home run yesterday, which or Wednesday, which was a huge quote unquote negative. But you still had positives coming out of, of Goldschmidt, and then on the pitching side of things, even though Flaherty did not look good and Palante came with a two run home run, saw some really good things overall. Palante outside of that looked pretty good. Oviedo shut out baseball as well in relief, and T.J. McFarland in inning a third of shutout baseball. So he is trying to get that ERA below seven as it currently sits at seven oh one, but. I'm not too worried about this team, honestly. I think that this will be a good test, and these really this, these next seven days, next next seven games, will be huge for the Cardinals. You've got three against Boston, four against Milwaukee. You know the Cardinals were able to take two out of three against the Reds, take three out of four against the Pirates, so that was successful. I think going four and three would be huge for this team this in this next week. Obviously, anything greater than, the, the idea would be to win the Boston series and at least split the Brewers series, especially being with it being on the road. But first things first, focus on Boston. Don't just try and you know, dismiss Boston because they're not a division team. Focus on Boston, get the win here, and then move on and face the Brewers next week. But uh, let me know what you think about Jack Flaherty, about the pitching situation for the St. Louis Cardinals. Let me know what you think about the Cardinal offense on Wednesday as well. Uh, drop a comment in the YouTube section. Uh, DM me on Twitter at LJFastball. DM the show on Twitter at LO underscore Cardinals. That's also the Instagram handle. Or email the show anytime at LockedOnCards at DML.com. Again, apologies for uh, the equipment mishap on my part, trying to get those fixed, as well as uh, the two episodes uh, two episodes a day for a couple days this week. Uh, that will not be a thing in the future. It will be an episode Monday to Friday. So uh, until I talk to you guys next Monday, talk about the Red Sox series, as well as previewing the Brewers series, be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic rest of your day.